faith, family, freedom. It all still matters here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. We need new ideas, especially when it comes to business in America. And to be fair, we're getting them in spades from the technical sector, but creative thinking should be happening everywhere. How do we encourage that? I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for staying with us here on American Viewpoints. Uh, But back to my conversation with Clifton Tolbert. I got to visit with him this week, and I recently interviewed him for my TV show. And what he had to say is just, frankly, great information. So here's that discussion. Now, right now, when we talk of poverty, when we talk of discrimination, especially racial discrimination, we often immediately talk about laws and government programs. Should we? Clifton Tolbert is a Pulitzer-nominated author. One of his 13 books, Once Upon a Time When We Were Colored, was made into an influential movie. And in fact, Nelson Mandela requested a copy of that book shortly after being released from prison. That's how influential it was and is. Mr. Tolbert's honors and recognitions are frankly too numerous to list here. He is, in short, recognized as among the leading thinkers and voices in America, especially when it comes to matters of business and culture. Mr. Tolbert, thank you so much for the time. And you're an entrepreneur yourself. You have been coaching uh, major top, not even Fortune 500, Fortune 50, Fortune 10, if there is such a thing, um, on business and on management. But I kind of want to get to the heart of how we tend to, at least the narrative popular right now, is pit business and entrepreneurialism and profits as something that is antagonistic to those in poverty right now. Is that narrative even in the ballpark of being correct? You know, it's, and I'm thinking as you said that because I see no reason to pit them against each other. First of all, poverty is not a fun place. I know how it looks, I know how it feels, I have no desire to go back and test it again. So poverty is not a good place. So when you think of how do you move to a good place, what are the elements that are necessary to move you there? I think entrepreneurial thinking is certainly one of the ways to get you there. I grew up in the Mississippi Delta, as you well know, and I wrote a book about that uh, in Once Upon a Time and We Will Call It, and most recently, Who Owns the Ice House, about entrepreneurship. Now, the word entrepreneurial thinking was not used in Glen Allen, Mississippi, where I grew up. That's a French derivative. We didn't speak French in Glen Allen. So we used another word. It was called gumption. Gumption was the enemy of poverty. And gumption is still the enemy of poverty. As we use the term entrepreneurial thinking today and innovation, I see them both as enemies to poverty. When uh, we talk about your books, especially Who Owns the Ice House, that uh, regard is regarding your Uncle Cleve. Right. Uh, obviously, in the, you know, the, the throes of racial discrimination of the Deep South, he succeeded. He used business, uh, his business acumen or gumption. Um, what, let's talk about some of those lessons that we could learn today, whether regardless of race, regardless of your situation, on the need for teaching and learning business skills and money management skills um, to overcome whatever is in front of you with or without government programs? Well, you know, it's the, those things are in our life. Uh, you you got to have skills. You got to have money in order to manipulate and move yourself around in the world in which we live in. So working in business become part of that. Now, everyone will probably not be a business owner. Someone will be an employee, which is absolutely fine. But be the best employee. Be the best employee you can. 
understand what you're doing, why you're doing it, and how this will help you, your family, to become their end of the dream. How do I live? How do I make my living in this environment? So you need all of that. You need the entrepreneurial thinking. You need that mindset in order to make it happen. But you also need the opportunity, if you will, to understand that as an individual, there's an internal part of this that only you can control. And I call that curiosity, imagination, inquisitiveness, the desire to move from one place to the other. It's very difficult for someone else to give you that. You have to have that yourself. But once you get that, therein come this cadre of relationships that work themselves around you in a way to make sure that you can make this happen. Just like we said today here, there are about five or six different people working in this room. I mean, you're the guy, but you can't do this by yourself. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's what I've come to understand. I may be the guy doing what I do, but back in Tulsa, I had to call my wife on the phone this morning. Did the coffee get out? <laughs> you know, because I mean, we have a big delivery on yes. Monday morning. So all of that becomes part of it. So what I'm really saying is this. is a combination of two things. The individual himself or herself and the people around that individual to help move them to the next level. Now, when you bring up, um, obviously, everybody who's working here, this program is an entrepreneurial effort as well that we've worked into a great agreement with um, Lindawood University and a partnership with our stations around the state. But I remember so many times it's the risk factor. It's scary at times. I mean, you've built a business. We'll talk about it's the very scary. So what about the what's the right mindset to someone who says, I have an idea. I have a passion for something. But my goodness, this is a lot of risk. You know, the risk can be modulated to some degree. It's depending on how you start and where you start. You know, our coffee company, I still define it as a startup. We've been in business for five or six years now. And uh, we were working hard, but the risk was there the very first day. I mean, I remember distinctively when we did not have a customer and I had ordered thousands of dollars of coffee from the roaster and, and this 18 wheeler had to bring them there. And we, we had, I mean, it was just like a total fiasco that day, but it was one that taught me an incredible lesson of what is possible, what you have to do. But that's part of that. Everything does not start out at the end of the day. It starts out going toward that end. Now, you're talking about Roots Java, which, um, you know, you, you are not paying me for any endorsements no. or anything like that. I mentioned earlier, I, I am one of those who prefers medium and breakfast blend coffees. This is this one's a medium dark roast, which usually I would avoid, but um, I've really enjoyed it. Well, thank <laughs> so, you. Thank you so, so much. So there's, there's no endorsement for whatever it's worth now. This is also, as I understand it, the only wholly black-owned coffee company in the United States. Is that correct? We're the only black-owned company that has been certified as such. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm thinking there probably is maybe another black-owned company, but they're usually within a certain city, a certain area, whereas our coffee company, we go all over the country. I mean, we literally started out to serve America. Not only America, but the islands as well, and that's what we're doing. Now we just have a moment or so left, uh, Mr. Talbert. So uh, I kind of wrap with this: is you know, with with all of the uh, everything from the military service to your writing to the the consulting, the business success. Um, I'm sure you get a lot of people asking for advice, but I don't know that any one person has every solution for every single person. But if you had to give someone advice to say, here's how you find whatever is the right solution for you, what would you 
encourage people to have in their in their mind as they as they make those momentous decisions in their lives? I think we all need to realize that our ability to think that is the great gift of humanity, the ability to think. But we can also be thinking in the wrong from the wrong perspective. And I had to shift my thinking. And I wrote a book about shift your thinking, which was done in conjunction with BMW to shift your thinking and win where you stand. In other words, you may not be where you want to be, but your thinking can either propel you further or leave you where you are. My objection, my objective, I should say, is this to help people understand what I had to do, because that's what I can honestly talk about. I was a field worker, 16 years old. And the red top cab would come from the city to the little country town where we live. But there will always be people in the back of that cab that looked as if they had accomplished something. And my goal was quite simple at that time, very simple goal. One day I want to be in the back seat of the red, cab, red top cab. But in order to do that, I had to shift my thinking from the fields of the Delta to a world that would yet to happen. And that is what I did. I shifted my thinking and it made all the difference in how I would lead my life going forward. And if people do want to know more about the books you've written, your areas of expertise, the website is? CliftonTalbert.com All right. or either RootsJava.com. One of those websites will get me thank, all, the, all the time. Thank you so much for the time and, and the insight today. It's been my pleasure being with you. Thank you so much. Okay, let's go from entrepreneurial thinking in the business sector to entrepreneurial thinking of sorts in the nonprofit sector involving no government whatsoever. Just ahead, right here on American Viewpoints, going to let you know how you can help out veterans in need without bothering going through government directly from you to them. That is just ahead, like I said, right here on American Viewpoints.